this thing on? Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. This no-holds-barred conversation happens every Tuesday with new guest experts, raw conversations, and real tips for lasting change for your mind, body, your business, and your marketing. So grab your cocktail and let's dive in. Demi, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Hello, thank you for having me. I currently am having water. If I did not have any more client calls for the rest of the day, I would be having a margarita. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes having a margarita during your workday helps the creativity flow. So I don't think anybody would judge you if you did. <laughs> Sometimes, but you know what? I'm pretty much a lightweight. So those margaritas, like they'll, they'll hit me. <laughs> You're like, yeah, wait, what was I saying? Exactly, <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm super pumped. Oh, I have water in my mason jar because for some reason it just tastes better in a mason jar. But anyway, I am very pumped to have you on the podcast today. I feel like there is some goodness that's going to come out here because we are talking about client experience, client retention, and Demi is the queen of that. So can you please give us a little bit of your background? Where did you start and how did you get where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a launching marketing and sales business mentor, and I primarily work with online women CEOs with helping them grow and scale their business using marketing and sales strategies. I started my business as a virtual assistant actually, and kind of like went from virtual assistant to social media manager, social media strategist and coaching. And it's kind of just formed into where it is today into a full on business mentorship and role. And I absolutely love it. I did do business in school, so I have a business degree with a focus in marketing and psychology, so that really helps too with the, the unique strategies that I've created that help women make more money in their business, so lots of fun. Yeah, if you go on Demi's website, I mean, she just has, so you're scrolling for days with just so many great testimonials and transformations. I was reading there and I was like, holy shit, girl. Like there was multiple people who were like 60K in four months, 100K in six months. I'm like, uh, what's the freaking secret sauce? But I'm sure we'll hear bits of it, but that's what we pay her the big bucks for. So to start off, what is client experience anyway? Oh my gosh, there's so much that goes into it. But for me, it's truly like making my client feel like they are my only client. I want, you know, them to feel like they have me in their back pocket, especially if you're working with me in any one-on-one -on -one capacity, you are like, I am your partner in crime in business. <laughs> and I think that it's like, it's really more so about too, like not just me giving my clients all the answers, but making them trust themselves and making them feel so confident in running their business that at the end of the day, you know, when our time comes to an end, depending on the container that you work with me in, is like, you feel confident to move on and run your business on your own and make those decisions and not rely on any validation for where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, that in itself just proves that you are a true leader right there because there's this weird thing in the online business world right now where people are starting to create like codependent relationships with their clients and making them like depend on them. There's a complete difference between having a client who is codependent and one that's like, oh my God, you have changed and transformed my life and I cannot live without you at this point because of the strides. But it's really telling that you strategically set your clients up for the tools to go out on their own and 
be successful without your help. I mean, that speaks volumes. And I'm sure you have a ton of clients that come back to you and continue signing with you because of that. I do. Yeah, I do. A lot of my clients, a lot of my sales, like are all done on the back end things that you don't even see on Instagram because of referrals, because of re-signs. So a lot of my sales don't, or even my programs sometimes don't even make it to that final public launch because of that, which is awesome. But I agree. Like I, my main mission is to make women feel powerful with their inside of their business and in, in their life. Right. And I think that I don't want somebody to always have to come to me and need handholding. So I make sure that my clients understand, Hey, yeah, in the beginning, there's probably going to be that time where we spend more and more time together. But even when I get those messages, sometimes I have to like box for my clients and be like, hello, like, are you still there? <laughs> and they're like, well, you've just taught me well, like, I don't need to be in your boxer anymore, you know, as our time ends. And it's just, it's awesome to see that. Yeah. I just, I signed a client recently and she's, she's like higher level and she doesn't really get in my DMs as much. I'm like, I get it though. I get it. You know, but I'm like, anything, do we need anything? But I, I just love that we can like coexist together and we can help each other. Cause I think something in the, the coaching, the mentorship, the consulting industry is that something that people don't talk about is the fact that we learn from each other. Like we, I learn from my clients just as much as they learn from me. Absolutely. And I find if I, I use, like I use my clients as like my main form of market research at the end of the day too, right? Like there's so many things that they, they teach me. There's so many questions that they ask that I'm like, oh wow, I've never thought about it that way before. Or that's, that could be a gap that we could fill or they actually make me a better mentor every single time I get on a call with them because they challenge me as much as I challenge them, which I think is such a cool relationship to have. Oh my gosh. Have you ever had a client that kind of intimidates you? You're like, Ooh. I don't, I mean, like you're really freaking good at what you do, but I mean, we're working together. <laughs> yeah, I, I've experienced that for sure. Especially, you know, when I have clients that have things happen to them in their business that may not have happened to me and we have to navigate it through together. Like for an example, having a, one of my clients just had a TikTok go to like 2.8 million views and she just got flooded like applications, like we had to sit down and be like, okay, like we need to figure this out. How are we working this out? Because like, that's never even happened for me in my business. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've, I've had a, a couple times that I've gone viral on TikTok, and it, I mean, it can be so overwhelming and hers is good because it was obviously niche. Mine was like multiple random things that I went viral for. And so now on TikTok, I'm having this problem that I'm trying to solve. So thank you if you're, if you're watching this, but where I went viral from like my lawn, my dad, my son, my husband, everything but this <laughs> went viral. And so now when I'm like trying to pop my face in there. They're like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like get away from me. But it's really trying to like find that groove of the personal brand. I'm, and that's what I have to keep going back to on my end is like, I'm really trying to help people create a personal brand and showing every single part of your life I mean, obviously within boundaries, you don't want to show everything, but showing those parts that you are okay with showing, I mean, that's, that's the whole part of having a personal brand. So I have to keep putting myself back in there. Like, okay, those are parts of my life. My fucking lawn is my life. Like I live here literally, but tailoring it more <laughs> to business. So mm -hmm. with client retention or client experience, where do people go wrong with client experience? 
I think it comes down to a few things. I mean, I've been really lucky that the investments and things that I've had, the coaches that I've worked with have all been like great with client experience. I've done, I always do my due diligence and things before investing. But I think that a lot of the times it's over promising and under delivering is the main thing when it comes to client experience. And it's crazy because you could have like a great cl- let's say somebody signs on for you for three months and in those three months at the beginning it's like oh you're there for them they're voxering you you're responding like you know you're getting on your calls your energy is there and then maybe something like within those last three months you fall off or you boundary yourself to death and you know your your contract with your client changes or something like all that would happen before it ends up leaving that sour taste in their mouth, right? Like in the, in the end. And so I really think that when you are signing on clients at any capacity, you're making sure that what you're saying that they're going to get from you, the amount of time, the amount of whatever, you know, scripts, templates, resources, like they're getting what it is that you promised them that they were going to get. Now, this doesn't go directly back to like, you know, I'm going to promise you that you're going to get 10 K months, or I'm going to promise you that you're going to scale to this amount. Like we can't, we can't know that, but the service that you say that you're going to give, how you're going to show up for them, you need to deliver on that the full way through. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even like undersell yourself in a way that you're still, you know, selling people and like signing the contracts. But then, like you said, under promising over delivering. So they do sign, they see your worth, they know they want to work with you, but then you throw in like a template, a script, uh, extra coaching calls, something extra that they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I think the biggest thing for me personally that has worked is the support I give my clients. Like I don't like my one-on-one clients, I don't like give you templates and scripts for the most part. Like who knows, maybe I might, but they know that I am in their freaking pocket whenever they're having a limiting belief, a doubt, whenever they have a high cash month, whenever they just need support or someone to talk to, someone to understand that gets it and has been there. I think that's important to touch on too, is most of the time our ideal clients are past versions of ourselves. So when you were saying like, this client had something happen that I didn't even, haven't gone through. So I don't really know how to navigate it. I think that's so important to touch on because that's the people we're trying to attract is people who have been like us or going through the same thing that we have been through and we can help them guide them the way out. But what if they haven't, you know, and it's still delivering that client experience even, even through. I completely agree. Yeah. It's just, people just want somebody to be there, to see that their vision, to believe in them and to be there for them. Um, help them guide them to help be in the thick of things as you know we're in business shit's gonna hit the fan <laughs> there's gonna be days that are amazing there's gonna be days where you feel like you want to give up but you need to have like somebody in your corner that can support you whether things are going great or whether shit's hitting the fan yes right and helps like talk you off of the ledge it's it's really interesting how much we are learning about mindset and how that has such a huge impact on people's businesses. It's like that 80-20 rule. It applies to everything, especially mindset and business. 80% of your business and your success is literally your mindset. And having somebody there that can be like, let's shift the script. Like, let's look through a different lens. Game changing. That's one of the huge ways I think you can increase your client experience and retention too. Absolutely. It's like not, you don't just come to me when you have like a strategy problem. I'm also there for you as more than just a coach. A lot of the times or a mentor, I'm there for you as like a friend too, you know? And, and most of the times, like you were talking about, 
your clients are usually past versions of yourself, there is like a 99% chance that I've felt whatever emotion it is that my client is currently feeling and can help walk them through that. Now, I'm not going to get on here and say that I'm a mindset coach because I am not, that is not my expertise, but helping my clients through that is just part of, you know, making sure that the strategy that we've come up with is also being implemented or we can shift or pivot, whatever needs to happen, but also, you know, have those conversations that are like, you're a human, I'm a human. Yes. So when it comes to service-based businesses versus product-based businesses, or even like e-commerce, what are some different ways that we can increase the client experience no matter what we're doing? Yeah. So I mostly deal with like online service-based businesses, coaches, OSPs, but I have dealt with a few clients that are product-based. And I think it's with product-based, it's very different. Your marketing strategy, your whole thing is very different than service-based. And I think so service-based, you really want to make sure like you're there for that person. Like I said, you're delivering on the service that you are providing for them. You know, even like thinking two steps ahead sometimes, making sure everything's laid out. With product-based, you know, little things that you can do that could help client experience or increase reviews is, you know, like, you know, when you order off Etsy sometimes and you get those cute little handwritten messages or things that are just like more personalized that can really help elevate client experience. Like I know when I've purchased from, you know, local businesses or small businesses and they personalize like little messages or here's a discount code for the next time you come back or, you know, here's where you can share and tag me and ask those things. I think that can really help too with just making them feel like they're part of more so like a community as opposed to like here, you just spent money with it. Here's your product. And there you go. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a, a vulnerable moment here. So last year when I first started my business and I do coaching and social media management. So I have the DIY and the DFY and the first few clients I signed, I was like, yes, I got some clients. Like finally, this is awesome. And I engaged with them. I had a group coaching program. And then when that was over, I'm like, well, they're not my client anymore. And then I stopped engaging with them. And here's the kicker shit that happened that was really like a huge wake up call to me was I started seeing those clients of mine. I I mean, I have a community that they're in, but all the other people in the community started engaging with each other. And because I stopped engaging with them, like let's say Instagram, for example, they stopped engaging with me and they continued engaging with each other. So I think it's really important that even if they're not working with you like right now in a container or they don't have an appointment scheduled with you or however they can work with you in whatever capacity, make sure that you are staying top of mind for them because you never know what they're going through unless you talk to them, unless you ask them. Maybe they're having like a month where they're not making as much money so they can't come in and get their eyelashes or eyebrows done. Or maybe they're having some family issues and that's why they've like fallen off the face of the planet. I think it's super important to be like in there with your clients, even if they aren't signed on a dotted line with you anymore. That's a huge problem I've noticed in the coaching industry and the online business. Definitely. I definitely see that a lot. And you know what? I've been guilty of that too. I know that there's definitely, you know, boundaries of it. And my energy usually has to go towards the clients that are on my roster at this time. But it doesn't mean that I have to just ghost everybody that's ever worked with me in the past because they're not paying me anymore. You know, I, I check in with people that I worked with back in like 2020. I had a conversation with a past client I worked back in with in 2020, literally yesterday. You know, things like little things like clients that worked with me in 2021, one of my clients just got engaged. Like just little things that you just keep your eye on and then also like having a place where you can actually have 
like your clients like organized where you can look back on your past clients and say like, when is the last time I checked in with this person? If you're keeping track of those types of things as well, it's a great way to not let anybody fall through the cracks too. And still, you know, make those connections because a lot of people prioritize new visibility, new leads, new people all the time, but your hottest leads, the people that are going to buy from you again and again and again are the people that already have bought from you. Yes. That's something that people don't talk about. Oh my gosh. I think there's this weird scarcity mindset of like, if you have bought from me once or already, you're never going to buy from me again. Isn't it? I mean, have you ever felt that way? Like in the beginning of your business even? In the beginning. Yeah. Before I had my product suite built out. Yeah. <laughs> Before I knew what the plan was for people and how I could actually move them through and how I could keep serving them and where my cutoff line was like before I had those boundaries in place. Cause it gets to a certain point where I'm like, no, I can't help you anymore. You need this. Like I'm not going to sign, resign you because it's not an integrity for me to resign you. Like before I had all those things in place, Absolutely. That was my mindset. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, that opens up a whole different part of this conversation is your customer journey. I mean, you have to have different layers that they can work with. I think something that I went through and that I know if I went through it, other people did is when you create your first offer, your first product, and you're like, yes, people buy it. And then you have nowhere else for them to go. That's when people start freaking the fuck out. That's what I freaked out about because I'm like, okay, they bought this course from me. And then now I have nothing. Like they're never going to buy it from me again. But that's not true because when I started creating other offers, they were like, oh yeah, that's the next step. That's the next step. So what does a customer journey look like? I think it really depends on, you know, your business and who your ideal client is and things like that. But like in the big scheme of things, it's different touch points, different levels of, of service that you can have for your clients to move through. So for an example, you know, I have a mini course that somebody could come in and they don't really trust me yet. They're not ready to sign up for, you know, a, a multiple four-figure offer or whatever that looks like. They want to get to know me. They want to get to know my mentorship style a little bit more. They'll probably go into one of my $67 mini courses and then that will funnel through to maybe something a little bit higher ticket. Maybe it's my $1,000 course that where they get more information, they get the building blocks to continue to move forward on their next steps. Then they'll go into maybe, you know, the next, the group program that I have and then the mastermind and then the one-on-one. So it's just ability to move them through the next steps at different levels, at different investment points, and for you to keep that client retention up. But of course, that client retention is only going to happen if you serve well at each level. Mm, amen. And I, I, I want to go back to a point you touched on is that people in the beginning, they don't know you. Mm -hmm. I think there's this weird standard that we have set that we're like, people are going to find me on Instagram and I can only have 10,000 followers plus in order to make money on there. And as soon as I have that, then people are just going to hop into my mastermind the second they meet me. That's not true. People, that's why people do freebies and lead catchers. So they can get to know you. Your audience can get to know who you are, your mannerisms, how you talk, your personality, all of these things align with the people that we want to work with. And for example, I absolutely am obsessed with you, Demi. But if I, for some reason, did not like you and I got on a mastermind or something, or I invested in a mastermind, I'd be like, why the hell did I just spend 
15, 16, $17,000 on a mastermind. I don't even like this chick. When you're make, when your clients are making investments, they have to trust you. They have to know that you are there for them. They have to know what kind of style you teach in and if it makes sense with them. Cause you know how, like when you're in school and they have different learning styles, if whether you're the hands-on one or the visual or the audible learner, that's the same way with the people that you hire to mentor you, the people that you invest in too. Absolutely. I agree. And for most people, I'm one of those people, I'm really bad for this. I'll literally find somebody, but I'll stalk them. I won't invest in any of their things. I'll stalk them online. Like two of the masterminds that I've invested in, I didn't buy a single thing from those coaches <laughs> before I gave them five figures, but I knew what I was getting into before I signed that contract. I knew I did my due diligence, like I said. But a lot of people out there are not going, depending on your buyer type, you're need, you need that touch point. A lot of people will tell you too, you know, sell your high ticket offer first, sell your high ticket offer first, create that sustainability in your income first. But if you don't have trust, you don't have a warmer audience, nobody is going to buy your high ticket, five figure, four figure offer, right? So a lot of the things I work with my clients, especially too, again, this depends on who your ideal client is. But a lot of the times, like when my ideal clients are pivoting or shifting or just starting, let's start with getting some, you know, some people in to serve before we try to sell them on some four, multiple four or five figure offer. Hey, don't mean to interrupt. It's going to be really quick, but we have a message from our sponsors. By the way, I hope you love what you're hearing so far. Now from our sponsor. Hey, it's Alexi McKinley. I'm your host of this podcast and also the sponsor of this podcast because I own Upwest Social and PR. For all my business owners out there, are you looking to grow your brand, expand your reach, become the number one top trusted source in your industry and continually have a funnel of new clients to work with? If you said yes to any of these questions, it's time you join the Be Your Own Publicist program or as I like to call it, BYOP. This is an eight-week hybrid program where you will learn the ins and outs of doing your own PR, essentially becoming your own publicist. For more information or to join, hit the link in the show notes below. Now back to our scheduled programming. Yeah. And I think for the, like the coaching industry, let's just use that as an example. Something that a lot of people do is master classes or like workshops, free ones. Those are honestly great ways to start funneling people into your customer journey because they get that taste of you and what you're like and what your community is like and how you operate. And then from there, you, it is an easy yes for the most part for people to be like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to join your membership. Oh yeah, of course I'm going to join your group coaching program. Oh yeah, I've worked with you for years now. And of course I'm going to start sign up for your mastermind. It's having those different touch points at different levels. Because I think something that happens a lot is that people are like, you know what? I'm a high ticket bitch and I'm going to create my first, my first offer is going to be a $1,500 offer. And your audience is not ready for that. They're like, they're ready for a low cost way of working with you. And then in there, that's when they really are like, okay, yes, I can't, I can't see myself without you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I felt, I have to say like, I owe so much of my success to launching with a masterclass. Like in the beginning stages of me being stories and doing mini trainings every day to show up and teach and, you know, getting my audience to really trust me. A lot of it was free masterclasses you know, then launching something even lower ticket after that free masterclass, like 
I have to say one of the ways that I, I grew and faster like was offering free classes and delivering hella value on those free classes. It wasn't about selling something for half an hour and teaching something for 15 minutes. It was like my people were leaving this free class with like implementable wow steps that made it an easy yes as well for them to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Let, let's, let's dive into that about the, the mindset around giving away too much. What do you have to say about that? The eye roll said it all. <laughs> I truly think you can't give away too much. I mean, look, like if you go to my Instagram, I educate a lot and educational content does not go out of style for me. That's what my ideal client craves, right? I truly think you can't give too much. I swear, if you went and you looked at my Instagram profile, you could probably build a six-figure business off of my live streams, my IGTVs, the content that I post. You know, I'm on there all the time, but nobody's going to do that, realistically. The most people do is they'll read your post, they'll get a little bit of an aha, that serotonin goes off, you know, in their brains of, wow, this is a great post. They're going to save it. They're going to go on with their day. Never, never look back at their safe folder and they're not going to actually implement, you know, most people, but when people have a little bit of skin in the game, you could like, and I'm not saying give everything you give to your paid clients free on your Instagram. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when people pay for something, they value it 10 times more. They're going to listen. They're going to pay attention. They're going to implement it. Um, so I always kind of like to give like the tip of the iceberg enough to get people to say, I need more of this in my free content. Yeah. And a lot of people think too, they're like, oh my God, if she's giving away this for free, what's the paid content going to look like? Exactly. And I, I do believe that is a scarcity mindset because I've been there. I've been like, oh, I can't say too much because what am I going to do when they actually pay? But once you start giving away that really, really good content, you're just making room for more good ideas and more good content. And realistically, at the end of the day, every single one of your clients is different. So the way you serve them and the things that you're going to teach them and tell them are completely different. Even if you're in a group coaching program with like the same topics, you know, that you're teaching every week, the questions are going to be different. You're meeting people at different levels of where they are. So I don't think you can ever give away too much value, but I will say don't give away all of your secrets and your frameworks and everything for free. That's a balance. Yes, absolutely. There has to be that line of what are my clients actually paying for versus what is my free community getting? There has to be that line for sure. But I totally agree with what you said of every single client that you, what you see on my Instagram, that's generic. It's for everybody, right? It's maybe you could implement it. Maybe it's, maybe you can't, maybe it would work for your ideal client. Maybe it wouldn't. But if you get on a one-on-one -on -one call with me, you're going to leave with an actual customized strategy for your business. That's where, you know, so much of it comes in. So I feel like get a free content to get people's minds going, to get them to understand they have a problem that they need that customizable or higher level touch support to actually get that problem solved. Yes. So for people who are just starting out in business, maybe they are like, okay, I just started my business or I just got my certificate or a degree or whatever line of work you're in. What's the best way that they can start creating that community around them and then start funneling people into their offers so they can start creating a client experience? I truly think that it has to come down to showing up and delivering value 
so much of it comes down to delivering value consistently and networking and working to build those relationships. It's not going to, and also being patient, like it's not going to happen overnight. This is why, like, you know, I see posts that it's like, I went from zero to like six figures in two months. And I'm like, that shit does not always happen. It's like a unicorn case, right? You know, I truly think that it, it takes patience and consistency in you showing up, providing that value and nurturing relationships and not being afraid to put yourself out there that that'll help you start building a community. That's like, Oh, what's Demi getting on and talking about today? I need to know, right. I need to put my notifications on. She has a post going out. She always provides so much value. Like I need to see what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of people, before they even invest in you, they're stalking you the whole time. They're literally just watching you. Some people don't even engage with your shit. And then all of a sudden in your email, you have a payment notification. You're like, what? We haven't even talked. Who are you? Hello. Let's get to know each other. But that's when you know you're putting out fucking fire content and you're really showing up and serving. I see so much generic cookie cutter, like repurposed and regurgitated content. And I would even go so far as to say, if you're looking around, everybody else is doing the same thing as you. And you're looking at that as a permission slip to do things right. Then you're doing it wrong. You should not be looking at other people. And if other, everyone else is doing it too, you're doing it wrong. Preach. Preach. There was like this big thing that went on last year and people were like, don't do educational content. Educational content's putting you in the friend zone. And I was like, nope, nope. I'm going to keep doing me. And it ended up, I ended up with the most sales that I ever had. And you know, it just do what it is that you know your ideal client needs to see from you, not what others in your industry are doing. Yeah. Well, don't you, I mean, realistically, don't we want to be in the friend zone because people hang out with their friends? Don't you want your clients to befriend you? I mean, this whole, like, it's so interesting to me how we leave the corporate professional nine to five, and then we try to like recreate it in our business online. It's not the same. You can literally be a hundred percent yourself, be controversial, be sassy, be weird, be witty, be aspirational. You can do all of that. You don't have to be like sign everything with like best regards. Absolutely. And I think too, it creates a weird hierarchy. I don't want my clients to put me on some sort of like unachievable pedestal in their mind. You know, I want them to know that everything that I have, they get to have too. Like there's no, I get on a call with the client. There's no me talking down at you. It's us creating a strategy together, right? It's not, I'm better than you. That's why you hired me. It's because I know that you can achieve those, whatever it is that you want to achieve. And we're going to make it happen together. Yes. That's what investing in a coach or a mentor in your business, that's why it's so important. You need somebody who understands you, who gets it, who can see you from a third party perspective and be like, this is where I think you're going wrong. Cause a lot of times people like just try to do business on their own. I mean, and that's fine. Honestly, it's fine. But what people pay for is the support and the one-stop shop for like, okay, I, I need help. I, I don't have the time to be on Google because realistically, most of the things that people teach, you can Google it and figure it out. But I mean, then you're missing the human aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Then you're hearing so many conflicting things coming at you. You'd need somebody who understands you. I, I agree. And again, even Google, it's generic. Mm-hmm. It's a blog post that like thousands of people see. It's not customized to who you serve and what your expertise is right? It's still generic information at the end of the day. Yes. 100%. We need to get more specific, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what are 
things that we can do, like just creative ideas that we can do to increase client retention experience, starting with, you said handwritten notes. I thought that was really good one. Client gifts. I think those are really good, especially if they're on retainer. So good. Yeah. I have a process in my business, you know, my mastermind clients, they all get like little flowers from me when they sign on and a cute little note. And then I also make sure when they fill out their application, their birthday also goes in. Right. So I know like it's added to my calendar. It's my client's birthday today. I'm going to be like the first one that says happy birthday. Just like little things like that, that I want to know about them that will help increase that experience throughout our time together. But yeah, client gifts are so great. Like there's really cool websites that I use sometimes too, like Peachbox. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like you create like a little, your own little customized box and you can send it to people. I always like make them on brand. I try to make them their brand colors and like, <laughs> that is so cool. Mm-hmm. And little things like that. Oh yeah. It makes, and it's just such a feel good, like it's almost like, you know, when you go to buy a new car and then the car salesman calls you like a month later, how are you loving everything? It's kind of like that, like that buyer's remorse, you know, you make a really big investment and it's kind of just like that little follow-up that makes you feel good. It's like, okay, yes, I made this investment, but like, I feel so good about everything that's happening and not even just like client gifts. Like, you know, your whole onboarding process should be on fleek. Yes. Onboarding that. Oh, I didn't have onboarding in the beginning of my business and you, that my client retention was because people, I was confused. And so Mm -hmm. of course my clients were confused. They were like, uh, I don't even know what we're doing here. What should I expect? You have to have an onboarding process. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Take it from somebody who failed miserably with that. Yeah, I know. Even like this past year, I hired a COO and she has just like literally taken my Dubsado and just made it seamless, made the client experience so much better. You know, I don't have to do things manually. Things are not being forgotten. You know, everybody's getting the same information at the same time. It makes everything so much, so much smoother. I think when you're talking to people and they're telling you things that they like, write that stuff down and then surprise them. Give them that air of like, oh my God, you really are listening to me. That means so much. Yeah, I agree. When I have clients hit really big milestones too in their business, you know, they hit six figures or their first like, you know, five figure launch that they've ever had. You know, I always like send little, little like surprise gifts or champagne or there's so many websites that you can just go and be like, I literally will type in Google champagne delivery in whatever city they're in or whatever. It's like next day they get it up at their doorstep. Yeah. I mean, Oh, another thing I think we could do, or you could do if you're listening to this, ask what their love languages are. Like, do they like words of affirmation? Do they like gifts? What kind of things make them really feel lit up inside? And then from there, start love bombing them with whatever it is that they, how they prefer to be loved. (laughs) Yeah. Even like little things that you could surprise your clients with, like that they didn't think they were going to get inside of the program. So There was one time I ran a program back in 2021, January, and I was coming out with this new course and everybody that invested into this program that the first time I ever ran it, I was just so grateful that they were there. It was a sold out launch. And so at the end of the program, I gifted everybody with the course for free and they were like, holy crap, like mind blowing. And it was just like this really good feeling. And so now I've even incorporated that into the rest of the time. Now when people buy, if they buy months in advance or whatever it is, they get that for free as like a bonus. And it just like, it's a wow moment, right? Yeah. I mean, 
Isn't that true? Like when, if you're listening or while you're listening to this, don't you think about the things that you want to invest in and then you start weighing the options and researching and looking at everything. And then if they start stacking on like, oh, you also get this and that and this and that. Oh, and if you buy like right now, you get this. And these are obviously all marketing tactics, but we want to feel like we're getting the most bang for our buck. So what can you do for your clients to make them feel like they're getting the best bang for their buck from yeah, you? Absolutely. And, and that they're just, they're being served while they're in your programs, whatever it is, they're being served they're They feel taken care of. They feel like they're safe to come to you. You know, those expectations from the very first call also need to be set to create that client experience throughout the full program. Like the first thing that I do with all of my programs, the very first call that we have together is go through expectations, what I expect from them, what they can expect from me time frames of like when if they send me something if i'm going to review it when i'm in voxer what the boundaries are and then if you have such good communication from the very beginning there's never that feeling of oh she's not in voxer right now oh no but you know she's not in voxer right now right mm-hmm. yeah yeah because we already talked about that exactly okay so on the flip side we've been talking about all the really great things that we can do for our clients to increase experience and retention but what happens when a client is unhappy? They come to you and they're like, listen, maybe they don't even come to you. Maybe they just ghost you. Mm-hmm. What can we do from there? That's a tough one. I think it really depends. So I think you need to take that as self-reflection on yourself at first, right? It's not always meaning something about you. Let's, let's start there because, you know, even I've had clients in the past that have signed a contract with me and that have pulled out or whatever that, whatever that looks like. And it's not always about you. You have to self-reflect first and be like, hey, did I give them what I said I was going to give them? Did I show up for them? You know, did I give them all the tools necessary for them to succeed? All of those things. Sometimes it's more about them and what's happening in their life than it is about you, but you need to self-reflect, right? Hey, maybe I didn't do a good job determining what my boundaries were, communicating that in the beginning. Maybe I didn't set those expectations. How can I then now, if this client came to me or whatever and said, hey, I don't feel served, what can you do right then and there to make sure they feel that way and own up to it as well, instead of just dismissing it of being like, I'm on my high horse, right? Like I did everything perfectly, reflect, look at what you did, like look at, like listen. I think that's a big thing. Listen, let them unfill their cup and then respond and give them options, you know? Do they want to continue contract with you? What are, what are your, what are the boundaries that you have in place in your business? What does the contract say? Like, and also making sure that, you know, if it, if you really truly feel like it's not a good fit for them to move forward, let them go. Like you don't have to hold on so tightly to every invoice or every client, you know, if it's not a good fit and they're not feeling great, Um, be okay with that. Let them know if they need to. Yeah. Everybody's on a different journey. I remember one client I had specifically, she works with me every here and there, but I see her, she posts with another coach that she works with. And I mean, in the beginning it was kind of like, Oh, sad, but also people are in different parts of their journey. Some people align with them more too, but I love the fact that we always have to start with self accountability. We can't just blame our client and be like, Oh, they didn't do the work. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Some people are just not good communicators. And some people 
would just rather ghost than have the conflict. So by looking inside and being like, okay, what could I have done better? Maybe you could take that like, oh my God, I took four days to respond to their DM. Maybe you can take that, what you can identify that you could have done better and then flip it and be like, hey, I just wanted to offer you like an extra 30 minute consultation call. Or if you're like a service provider, you could offer them an extra bonus or a little gift bag or a goodie or something that helps make it level again, even if they don't want to work with you, because we need to right our wrongs. Like we have to do that if we're going to be in business. Absolutely. I think too, a lot of people make the mistake of only asking for feedback in the offboarding time. Ask for feedback in the middle of the program. Hey, what do you like? What do you like about this so far? What do you think we could improve on to make sure that the, the next half of the program, you know, you're feeling better? Like ask for it in the middle, not just at the end. Yes, that is so good. People want to feel like they're involved in something bigger than themselves. That's why we're seeing so much buzz around community, 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 building a community. People want to feel seen and they want to feel heard also. And I think that's really important too. You have to listen to them. And like you said, ask for that feedback throughout the whole process. Because you know what? If you're building something, for example, maybe it's like the first time you're running an offer and you ask for feedback on it. Then the next time you run it, even if you do it in the middle and at the end and maybe even before, you can fine tune that and make it better and better and better and better. Just because something failed one time or it didn't work the way you wanted it to doesn't mean it's not ever going to be successful. You just have to ask your ideal clients, the people that you're creating it for, what they want yeah. and then make it around them. Absolutely. My programs honestly have never been the exact same every single time I've run. They get better and better and better every single time. And it's, I think it's a beautiful thing that it doesn't have to be like absolutely perfect right from the beginning. You get to learn and grow and, you know, expand as you continue to serve more people and you continue to learn because we like to think we know it all, but we don't know it all. <laughs> no, and nobody knows it all. If anybody says they know it all, they're freaking liars and you should run. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another point. It's okay to say, I don't know in your business. You do not have to know everything. You don't have to pretend you know everything. Humility goes so much further than ego. Yeah. I, I completely agree. If somebody comes to you, they ask you a question, you are not there. And then you know, you're not the right person that can support them on that. Refer them out. Yes. Be in integrity. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I think this conversation was so much fun. I have some questions coming in on TikTok. So we're going to hop off this recorded version and answer those live. But before we do, where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yes. Well, come on over to Instagram is where I hang out mostly. It is your biz coach, Demi. Y-O-U-R-B-I-Z coach Demi. And then if you want to check out my, I have a leads course right now. I actually have an offer vault. It's linked in my bio and it has all of my courses and programs that are kind of like DIY, do it yourself and teach yourself at your own pace on sale. So Ooh. come on over, get into that, get into that customer journey, you know, that touch point. <laughs> Yes, I will link that below. Hey, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us in the lounge today. Don't forget to share some love in the reviews, connect with us on social media, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. And can you do me one last favor? Send me a DM on Instagram so I can say, hey, I would love to get to know you more. Until next Tuesday, we'll see you then.